The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries, Inc. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. We are so excited to have you here this week. Real Victory Radio is all about getting real, ready, and equipped for an authentic life of victory. My name is Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm Latan Roland Murphy. And we are so thrilled to have a special guest in studio with us or on the phone today with us today andrea tomasi is the founder of transcended ministries which encourages women to rise above their circumstances and claim their identity in christ i love that you're going to find out how much we love her and why we love her so much andrea boldly left a 20-year career in the family business to pursue a degree in ministry. Married with three adult children, she makes her home in Northern California and enjoys her new role as Mimi to her grandchildren. She Mm -hmm. is also the Director of Acquisitions at Redemption Press. They've got so many good books over there, and she helps gather those in. She's usually the first point of contact for new authors with them. She comes from a family of God-fearing women, and she believes no hurt is ever wasted. And she longs to bring a message of hope and healing as she shares her stories of bold faith. She is the author, co-author of Live Bold, A Devotional Journey to Strengthen Your Soul. And we're going to be talking more about that in just a minute. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be with you ladies this morning. It's so good to have you, friend. I remember the first time we met was at Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. And we, um, I think, just really had a soul connection right away. So it's really a privilege to have you here. And I was so honored um, when you sent me your book. Um, We love both you and Cynthia Cavanaugh and your Live Bold book, which is a devotional journal book, you guys. It's intended to strengthen your soul. And the way this book is laid out for you is so wonderful because they really took into account like how busy our lives are. And the devotionals are very short, but packed with power. And then at the end of every devotional, they give a bold action step challenge. And then they offer us a verse of the week. And then you have a whole page that is a journal page that is my bold thoughts. Um, and I wanted to just tell you before we start in further with the the interview here that I, my son-in-law texted me and said, what's a good devotional book that I could give to my sister for her birthday? And the Lord brought your book to mind. And oh, when I went please. there, I know. And when I flew to Nashville, um, I just smiled when I saw that he had ordered my daughter one, too. That's so sweet. I love that. Hey, Andrea, one of the questions that we love to ask our listeners is, where in your life have you experienced the most 
victory or are you currently experiencing the most victory? This question always helps to break the ice and get us into some much deeper conversation. And we are excited to hear your answer and talk more about your book in just a moment. You know, I I really um, pondered that question for quite a while. You know, we all have certain instances that we can or examples of times in our life when we, you know, can claim victory over our thoughts and our emotions and, you know, just things that have happened in our life. But, you know, the more that I I thought about it, I, I'm actually in one of those times right at this moment. (laughs) Mm. I am a recovering codependent and um, it's very easy for me to believe what um, people say about you or their opinions about you, um, especially when someone is in a emotional abusive relationship or spiritual or financial abuse or something like that. So you tend to just kind of believe whatever they say, right? Yes. So for me, the victory lately is just, I call it the bar method, B-A-R-R, and we can get into them later, but it's blame, making sure that I'm not blaming anybody else for um you know, taking accountability is a, then repentance, then restoration. And there's a whole process that I go through because, you know, it's it's very easy to blame someone else and say that's not true. But, you know, we have to take it before God and we have to ask him to search our hearts in Psalms 139, 23 and 24. It asks mm-hmm. us to, you know, God search my heart. Um, and sometimes we're not going to like what we find, <laughs> right, ladies? Yes. That is the Amen, truth. That's a hard prayer to pray, that Psalm 139, 23, and 24. I did a whole ebook on that one. And it is a hard yeah. prayer to go before the Lord. But when He, when you pray that prayer, He will answer you. So before you move on, would you say the it was bar, blame something, repentance, and restoration. I missed the A. Would you repeat that? Yeah, that's accountability. I knew that I was what that. it was going to be. I knew so it. So powerful. So tell us more about how you found your victory through that. I think I interrupted well, you. I apologize. I um, So for me, um, let's start with the B for the blame part. So it's very easy to justify your actions, especially when you're hurt. Or you feel like you know, how many times do you get in an argument with a spouse or your children? You say they're like, "Why are you yelling?" And you say, "Well, you made me yell." You know, it's like we we're responsible. Oh yeah. For, oh yeah. They may be triggers, or we may absolutely be able to find a justifiable reason why. But we also have free will, and nobody can make us do anything. Mm-hmm. We have complete control over our words and our actions and our attitude. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so repentance. Like checking it, this... myself to say, am I blaming somebody for, you know, what it is that I am doing? And then that brings you into the A of accountability, right? So I just get quiet with God. I ask him to show me my part. Sometimes he says, you don't have a part. <laughs> and I can go on and feel at peace. But a lot of times I do have a part. Um Jeremiah 33, 3 was my grandmother's favorite verse. And I didn't know that until after my mom gave me her Bible and I saw it in there um, after she had passed away. And it reads, call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. And why, there's a few things I want to just, you know, break down in this verse. First of all, it says, call to me and I will answer you. 
It doesn't say I might answer you when I get around to answering you. He's so good like that. What I'm doing, I will answer you. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you great and unsearchable things. So great and unsearchable things to me, I I, um, basically think of that as a private YouTube channel, a private Facebook group, a secret Facebook group. You can't ask your pastor. You can't ask a, you know, theologian. You can't ask, you know, a professor you're, you, 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 it's unsearchable. You're in this world. You're not going to find the answer. You can mm-hmm. Google it. You can look it up unsearchable. So meaning he's the only one that has the answer. So I just, I love that because it, it says that he is going to tell us if we ask and he promises us that. Mm, that's so good. You're going to have to forgive Amy and I, if we interrupt you, because we are so excited that you are here and oh, this bar, ew. this bar method you're talking about, I was thinking I smiled when you started in on it because it's so full of wisdom and power that I don't want to forget it because I was thinking about a bar class, literally, that my daughter yeah. took me to and how I could hardly move because every part of my body was so out of shape. And, you Girl, know, I, I need to that. I need to practice okay. your bar method spiritually because i can i'm a little out of shape in these categories so call those out again amy what they're blame accountability repentance and restoration and i can absolutely see how that could bring some victory in our lives i'm feeling stretched already yeah oh that's so good and i think you know when you said it i thought of no holes barred yeah. You know, yes. how you are not really no holding, holding back. anything back from the Lord and you are letting mm. him, especially when you pray that prayer from Psalm 139 and you do this method, you are really saying, get in my business. And I think that leads us right into talking about your book, Live Bold. How can we live boldly if we're not really saying, okay, God, we're going to let you have it all and search us, know our hearts take us to these places and let us see this bar method in our lives and, and show us who we are. One of my, our favorite devotionals in the book was the week 12 bold identity. Who am I? What could you tell our listeners about identity? Go back to the girl, the teenage girl. Well, you know, I, um, you know, I tend to, because I am a codependent, and I think that, you know, and just going through years of counseling, I think I probably was from a very early age. Um, I tended to take on the emotions of everybody else. And, you know, I found my identity in, in things that, you know, were materialistic, um, popularity in high school. Um, I've been singing since I was 11 years old. Um, made that kind of an idol. Um, and, you know, I didn't realize, honestly, you guys, I, I became a Christian at a very early age at four years old. My mom and I were watching a Billy Graham crusade on TV, mm-hmm. and I saw all these people walking down the aisle to the front, and I'm like, Mom, where are all these people going? And she <laughs> says, they want to ask Jesus into their heart because they want to go to heaven. And I said, well, I want to ask Jesus in my heart and I want to go to heaven too. Like I didn't want to be left behind. Right. Um, and so she sat down, she read the sinner's prayer with me at four years old. So I, I come from a long line of, with my cousin Cynthia too, is of faithfulness and seeing God work in our family and just, you know, bring us out of just some really bad places as a you know generation. 
And, um, you know, I look at that and I think, you know, he, 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 I guess going back and looking what he's done in, in my grandparents and things like that and the identity that they had to understand who they were in Christ. And what I understood was, and honestly, ladies, it wasn't until about six years ago, believe it or not, when I was 45 and my husband and I were separated for a year, that God used that time to bring me back to him. He absolutely did. And what I, what I learned in that, in that, time alone with him was I was it wasn't so much who who I am it was whose I am Mm -hmm. I am his child I am God's daughter there is nothing that I can do or say and you know as a parent we can understand that right especially as a grandparent because girl you know we can't our kid our grandkids can do no wrong that's right (laughs) that's right and just to know that kind of love that we have, but take that magnified a million times. And that's, that is the love that, you know, Christ has for us. And it's, it's, it's unimaginable if you really think about it. Um, but I learned that it didn't matter what I've done. It didn't matter the shame that I carried from things that I had done as a teenager that I'm not proud of, but I know all of that throughout all these, all these years have brought me to this place to where I can help young women and I can help people when they put their identity in things like their marriage or their husband. Um, during that year of isolation, I absolutely had my husband on a pedestal and God said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to remove that so that you could put me back in my rightful place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it is a constant battle, ladies. I have to tell you, you know, you, I think we get complacent and um, when, when things aren't going well or we start to have anxiety or depression or, or things like that, it's when I stop and I have to reevaluate and go, okay, what is my, where's my identity right now? You have to do a bar <laughs> class, <laughs> spiritual bar wrong. class, right? Yeah. Yep. Then I go to the bar class. Exactly. And I didn't, I left off on two, but let me just run through three and four with you guys really sure, please. So the third one was repentance and amends, right? So absolutely, we need to, once we've gone through the accountability part, right, and we've taken it before God, then the next step happens, right? The repentance and the amends. And sadly, in a lot of relationships, that's where, where it stops mm-hmm. because yeah. there isn't a lot of, you know, there may be repentance to God but there's not amends to the other person, right? So Jesus says that if we confess our sins to one another so that you may be healed, me, so that I'm healed, not the other person, you know, it's for me. And I think that that is the ticket to freedom. I think so often we're fearful of the outcome when we have to make amends because we feel like when we confess, like it's going to ruin my marriage or it's going to, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I just, Maybe it's my pride. I don't want to do it. So true. But you have to understand that God is also working in the heart of the one that is to receive it, right? Especially in a marriage because he's one with us, right? There's three of us together in this in this marriage. So we have to understand that he is also working in the other person. The last one is the restoration. Um, and that is, I, I, I feel like... Um, you can call it restoration, restitution. 
I, I think that that is for me, I feel like that's the black sheep of the family. That's the part I feel that always gets left out. And, you know, after the repentance and amends, we can ask, we need to ask ourselves, okay, what do I need to do to, so that the other person can move forward? How can I help with their recovery for the damage that I have done? That's what restitution and restoration is, is in reality, it's actually part of my recovery, but I don't need to understand it and I don't need to agree it. And if I don't know what to do, I need to go back to number two with Jeremiah 33, three, it says, ask him. Right. <laughs> He'll tell you what to do with the other person needs. So I, like I said, I think that gets left out a lot because, you know, we just want to shove what we've done underneath the carpet. And especially if there's a lot of shame and we just don't want to deal with it. I said, I'm sorry. It, let's just move on. That and is so true. Trail, it's not that easy. It's right. not easy. But you know what? What I what I heard you say that there was a ticket uh, to freedom in that repentance and amends step that and yes. what I wrote down on my notes, because I'm always taking notes while people are talking Without the confession, and I know this to be true in my own life, in my own marriage, without the confession, the restoration cannot come. You can't no, get cannot. to the good stuff. And you that can't. involves humility, which yes. is so hard when you're hurt, yeah. you know? Yes. Or when you, yes. you know, there's also that pride that you have laid down when you've been the one that was the, the herder. The Absolutely. one that was causing the hurt, the ones that really needs to make the so amends, true. you know? Right. So that That's is some right. good conversation. I am loving the the bar method, the blame, accountability, repentance and amends and restoration. That's just beautiful. We want you to write a book on that. That's fabulous. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I 10 years ago, um, God put on my heart to um, write a book and, um, I thought, okay, God, you know what? I've always loved to write. I've always journaled. Um, and I said, okay, God, because, you know, we always make deals with God, right? Oh, sure. let, let me just start with a blog. Let's just start with a blog. So I just started writing every now and then. And throughout, over the last decade, I would hear in my heart God say to me, you know, write that down. You're going to need it later. And maybe with a situation, something somebody said. And I had no idea why I was doing this, but I was obedient and I did it anyway. So when it came time for us to write Live Bold, we literally had about two and a half months to finish the book because we wanted to take the book on tour with Redemption Press with the Women of Joy Tour in 2018. So we had to just hurry up and get it done. Cindy took half the year. I took the other half of the year. And um, so in all of these notes that I had written down on Evernote on my phone, I finally plugged in my phone to my laptop and downloaded everything. Guys, they were 640 files. Wow. 140 files that I'd written over the last four years, or excuse me, last 10 years. So when you have our, you know, our, our book is on different, you know, there's devotionals every single week, but they're, they're, they're um, separated into months. So, Bold trust, bold truth, bold friendship, bold identity, bold forgiveness, all the all these different um, bold um, themes. So when I when I looked at the when I looked at the uh, files, I'm like, okay, there's one on truth, there's one on trust, there's mm -hmm. one on forgiveness. Like little did I know, right, that ten years earlier, throughout the ten years, that I would be writing these down for this 
specific moment. But if I were to be completely honest with you, I would tell you that the Live Bold wasn't the book that I was supposed to write. I don't think that's what God was. I think that was to get my feet in in you know the game and get my feet wet. I know my my book is um, going to be on exactly what I'm talking about and identity and how dangerous it is that we put our our identity in something that we can lose. Right. Because Christ's love for us is the only thing that we will never lose. We can lose a marriage. We can lose our children, our house, our job, our cars. Um, But God's love for us is the only precious thing we will never, ever lose on this side of heaven. So I just think that there is a lot of um, my story is not finished yet. It's actually, I think, still being written. (laughs) And so um, when it's time, um, I absolutely will um, be obedient and do um, what God has called me to do. So we will be excited to see that with you ladies today. It is such an honor and such a pleasure um, to share my heart um, with you. And I I hope that um, it touches um, some of you listening today. I know it will. I think that we are just really talking today about grasping hold of that identity, knowing whose we are. I loved when you talked about that, not who we are, but whose we are. And that devotional really spoke to me, and I know that it's going to speak to the listeners. So y'all go grab Live Bold, a devotional journal to strengthen your soul by Andrea Tomasi and her cousin, Cynthia Cavanaugh. Y'all can grab that. And where can they pick that up? And um, you can get it on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble. It's on all the major, um, on all the major um, retail outlets. Um, you can also get it on Redemption Presses. Um, uh, it's redemption-press.com, and you can go into their bookstore, and you can also buy it um, there. Um, if you would like a signed copy, you're more than welcome to get a hold of me at Andrea at livingbold.org. And um, you can PayPal or Venmo me and I can absolutely sign one and make it uh, personalized for you as well. So I wanted to say when you were talking about the 600 and something files, when you went in to write your book, Live Bold, uh, Mm -hmm. to close out the show for all the listeners, God is writing a story in your life. You might not write them down like Andrea did, but be encouraged by that. And ask him to yeah. help you look back across the course of your life and see how he's been there all along for you and how he will use every piece of your story if you'll let him like he has with Andrea. And he will help you live bold, right? That's so good. Absolutely. Andrea, no, would you? No Sorry. <laughs> what did you just say? There's nothing said, goes no to waste. Hurt is ever wasted. No hurt is ever wasted. Would you pray for our listeners? Absolutely. I would be honored. Thank you so Father much. God, I just, uh, we just come before you today, Father, and I just thank you for this opportunity to be able to share my heart and the things that you have um, taught us, Lord. You tell us that, you know, we need to grow our influence and to lead others, um, Lord, um, to you based on our stories and how we can encourage each other, Lord. So I just Thank you for this opportunity. I pray for every sister listening, every um, gentleman listening, Lord, that they would just be touched and you would just ignite and spark 
something inside them, Lord, that will um, help them um, use this bar method, Lord, because what this is, will ultimately do, Lord, is it will grow us closer to you. You're chipping away at who we are, and you are restoring us to be more like you, um, which is the whole reason for us going through trials and hard times, because in that you are refining us um, like gold, Lord, and you are teaching us how to um, honor and serve you. Um, not only that, Lord, but the people that are watching us go through it, Lord, we are a shining example of our obedience um, when we honor you in that way. So I pray for these listeners, Lord, I pray that they would get quiet with you, that they would um, ask you to search their hearts, Lord, and that you would just press upon them the things that um, not only that they are need to work on, but the thing is, Lord, that you are proud, you are so proud of them for, and that you would make that be known to them. And um, so that they can continue serving you and honoring you with their life and their families, their decisions and their actions. So I just thank you for this opportunity. Um, I love these ladies. They are so precious to my heart. Um, and I just um, pray favor over um, over their ministry and the people that they are reaching, Lord, I pray that, pray that you would bless them, bless their families, um, and you would just show them favor all the days of their life. And I pray this in your son's precious name. Amen. Amen. We are out of time, guys. This was a great spiritual workout today to help us get spiritually fit. Thank you so much for joining us for Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio. Radio. 94.7 FM, The Word.